Have you heard about politically incorrect sex? Well, it is a thing, and today we're going to talk about just that. I'm Dr. Christy Wise, and this is Life Sauce. Dr. Wise, in this episode, we're going to talk about politically incorrect sex, a term a lot of people have not heard before. But as you said in the opener, it is something that exists out there. What led you to come up with this topic? Yeah, so uh, maybe well, more than a decade back, there was a very, very famous actor who uh, was trying to get my phone number. I was at an event and essentially the whole evening he was sort of chasing me around, chasing me around. I wanted nothing to do with it. One, because I knew he was married, but also because the age difference was massive, right? And I mean, what, maybe 50 years, 40 years, uh, massive, not 50 years. Oh my God. Oh, aging sucks. Anyway. Okay. 30 years. Let's be honest. So, um, anyway, there was an intern that gave him my phone number and, a day or two later, he started calling me. When I picked up the phone, he came out of the gate hot, like very, very sexual. Hello, very, very sexual. And I just kept hanging up on him and hanging up on him. For weeks, I hung up on him until finally he said, wait, 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 why do you keep hanging up on me? And I said, I'm hanging up because that's not how you make a friend. You don't ask what I'm wearing. You don't, you don't start with what's in your pants. I, that's not how you make a friend. So for almost a year, I was hanging up on this man. He'd call and he would try. Well, hi, hi, hi. And then after a few minutes, he'd say, so what do you want? And I would hang up on him. After about that time, I, I, my friends kept saying, why, why don't you just block him? Just why do you, because I said, I'm going to teach this person. I'm going to teach this man how to be a friend. I realized that because he had been famous his whole entire life, he had no idea how to just be friends with a woman. And because I was not interested romantically and he shouldn't have been, he was married, um, I, I saw it as an opportunity and a challenge to befriend him. And after that year, he really started to figure out that he could talk about his day. I could talk about my day. He'd ask me questions. And throughout all of the years that we were friends for a very long time, he would still get every now and then inappropriate. And I would immediately call him out and he wouldn't then apologize because he learned how to apologize. Um, but it wasn't easy. And I have to tell you in the beginning, he did not understand what he was doing wrong. I mean, he really didn't. He was old school and he had grown up, grown up in a very different time. And I mean, on the, on the surface, he knew that it wasn't okay, but down deep, he didn't really think it was that big of a deal. He'd gotten away with it his whole life. Um, and so it was important, but it took baby steps to learn how. And did you become friends at some point? Oh, yeah. We were friends for about 15, 20 years. A long time. Long time. Friends, not sexual partners. Never sexual partners. No. No, but very good friends. So that's that was politically incorrect, what he was doing. Um, and now we've got other problems that have become uh, prevalent in our society with the way... Um, 
men are treating women, particularly in, in the workplace, the old days are gone and and people expect more and better of all of us. Some women do the same thing too. It, it's not just men. And now the companies are putting in very strong HR departments and people feel like they have a place they can run to with complaints. People are getting fired. Lawsuits are happening. Um, let's talk about politically incorrect sex in, in, in the workplace. What's going on? How, how can we start to uh, moderate our behaviors there? Yeah, so you're right, because it's, there's so many extremes all over the place now. One part of it is I'm really proud and impressed that we have put something in place like strong HR that re-educates, that you know, sets boundaries, that says that type of behavior, it's not okay you know, and we're going to call everybody out on it. And there's a logical consequence, but the pendulum swing all the way to the other side where acts that are not intended to be politically incorrect sexually are interpreted that way. And people are getting in trouble. For instance, an example that I had was a gentleman who worked in an office that was very, very cold. And I know that oftentimes offices are very, very cold and women tend to get more cold, easier, maybe because our size or whatever it is. Um, but her nipples got hard while she was sitting at her desk. And he stood up and he said, are you cold? Should I turn the air down? And he really, really did mean the women in the office seemed cold. It didn't, according to him, it didn't dawn on him or he didn't mean because her nipples got hard and he was making a comment about them. She viewed that as, you know, a politically incorrect sex act, went to HR. He got into a huge amount of trouble, but he was horrified because his in, he was, built this professional career reputation, I mean, his whole adult life. And now he was in the place of being viewed a certain way, and he really, really didn't mean that. It was, you know what I mean? So it was misinterpreted. Yeah, we often say things inartfully and and it's not necessarily what we meant uh, what the subtext is and you know there, there's a problem there now one may not be able to be fixed i mean we, we are what we are we have different levels of education some people are great with grammar and syntax 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 mm -hmm. uh, unlike what i'm doing right now um and others are not and then the other side of the coin are, are women too eager to just fly off the handle and not truly try to understand um, what's going on. So how can we fix that problem? I mean, people are getting hurt over this right now. Oh, people are getting hurt. Yeah. I think that there needs to be something more in between because I think that we're, we're taking way too big of steps, you know, to fire somebody, to write somebody up, to, you know, knowing that that's going to impact their journey is so there has to be something in between that says, you know, we have a conversation with him and he says, my God, that's not what I meant. Can I apologize to her and let her know what my intention is and that she can say what she needs to say that made me uncomfortable and I felt like you were calling me out and, you know, I, I was embarrassed by it and that they can do something in between that she gets to understand what his intention was. He gets to 
protect his reputation and even get to clarify what his intention was because he didn't want to offend her in any way. But what I'm saying is the, the steps I believe have to be a little bit smaller, a little bit more conscious than what we're doing because we're really, I think, unconsciously just going, whoop, A equals Z, you know? Um, guys quite often, and I know this because I've been a guy most of my life, mm-hmm. um, when they are overt sexually or making innuendos either in the workplace or in social situations, they think somehow that that's flattering. The woman is flattered by that attention, by that comment. That's not usually the case, though, is it? No, not usually the case. Every now and then it feels quite wonderful to get that kind of attention. I'm not going to lie about that. But you're right. I mean, an example is I was in Vegas over the weekend um, visiting my friend, and we were all sitting by a pool, a very big, beautiful pool, um, and the waitresses were phenomenal to look at. They they were waiting tables, you know, with um, G-string bathing suits, adorable women, hard to not look at and admire. I mean, that's just what it is. That's why, you know what I mean? But the gentlemen next to us were making comments about wanting, wouldn't it be nice to be her G-string at the end of the day, which of course made me cringe, but you know, um, and it was one thing to make those comments when she wasn't there, but for her to come over and, and be like, Hey honey, how would you like to join up? You know, all of that stuff. And I could see on her face that she had to keep the smile on because she still is working and she still is trying to make a living. Um, but I could see a little bit even of dissociation where I could see her check out, you know, like, ah, ha, 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 you know, kind of distance herself with the, let me give you the humor, uh, you know, laugh. But I could see where that would impact her self-esteem, not just today, but in about 15 years when she no longer can wear that G-string. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, like you, then it's very recognizable. I was viewed this way and this is what worked. This is what didn't work for me. This is what hurt me. And this is how I'm viewed today. Are you able to, to characterize um, the, the, the depth of this problem and, and how serious it really is? Is it a problem of sometimes just bad behavior, crude behavior, misinterpretation, and it doesn't go beyond that? And, I, I, and what I'm saying is whatever they're doing in the workplace or in casual situations stops short of anything physical. It's all verbal at this point. Mm-hmm. How big of a problem is this right now? Right. Well, I think it is because I think we're so all over the place politically. We're so all over the place emotionally, physically. We're we're very confused, I think, right now. It's a very interesting time. So I think that it for both parties, by the way, the, the person being politically incorrect sexually, I think that it it feels yucky, whether we consciously realize how we're acting or not, whether it's unconscious, it's shallow. It's, it's, it's a billion HR words is what it is, but I don't think that it, it makes one feel really good about who they are in the world and the difference that they're making. And then for the person that is landing on that says, my worth is only as deep as what your eyes can see or the dollars that you're about to give me, that's how you view me. And when you hear that every day, all day long, for years, there is, it's virtually impossible to not buy into some of that. 
what have we lost along the way? I mean, it seems like we we have overstepped a, a little bit, and and I agree that we shouldn't be crude to each other. This, this stuff shouldn't go on. But at the same time, it, it it puts people on edge, and we seem to have lost some of the fun yes. that we used to have in in the workplace or in social situations. Yeah, we we have because we're you know we're we've gone so far and it's so it's become so ooh rigid and people are want to get it right like we do we want to get it right for the most part we are people with good intentions but we're so afraid to fuck it up or to hurt feelings or to even worse because we're self-centered as human beings be viewed incorrectly like i don't want you to think this of me i don't want you to misinterpret me so we're so stiff. So I think what we're missing is the ability to just be human and flawed. And, but when it comes with a sense of good intention and kindness, then we can be a little, there's more wiggle room. Like, yes, I'm goofy or yes, I'm this, but, but if you know my heart, then I'm well-intentioned and I'm, you know, I would take a bullet for you as a friend. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. we're, we, there's not as much humanity with permission there. Guys go through life thinking about great opening lines they can use on a woman. And and sometimes the, the best they can come up with is something that ends up being crude, unfortunately. Um, so speak for the women of the world, Dr. Wise. What, what would you, what's the first thing you'd like to hear out of the mouth of some guy who wants to meet you? Oh, just something honest. So I'm, I'm really glad I get excited that you asked this question. So I actually have a, a client right now that I coach and we go to, um, let me back up. He was having a hard time meeting women online because he was giving hokey lines it didn't, he was just so awkward and uncomfortable and I understand it's uncomfortable. So we ended up going for Taco Tuesday. We go to Taco Tuesday and we practice flirting with women. And I can see exactly why he's not getting laid, by the way. First of all, don't ever lead with your hips when you're walking towards a woman. It's gross. It's weird. It's creepy. I immediately turned him around. What, what does that mean? Like, lead like with your hips? Walking like with that your penis is going to tap on her shoulder first. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, like he was so excited and it showed. So first of all, we made sure he wasn't going out with a loaded weapon. We needed to make sure that he was not, you know what I mean? That he was calm down, like calm down, you know? Um, and that he's walking over and that if he's uncomfortable and it's awkward that he get to be that kind of like, Hey, I just, I saw you sitting over here and man, I just, I think you're beautiful. I wanted to know if I can buy you a drink. I don't want to overstep anything. That's so different than, hey, you know, like that kind of like, what you girls doing over here? You know, like it's, there's that, this inauthenticity that women pick up immediately, you know, and of course you're coming over here because you want to meet me. And yes, eventually you probably want to have sex, but that's not why all the reasons why you're walking over. Maybe you want to get to know me before you want to have sex with me. And whatever that intention is, that it's just more organic. You know, he's not great at flirting with women, but we did practice. And really all he practiced was being himself. I mean, that's really, I mean, like, essentially I paid the guy to learn how to be himself, which is funny now that I think about it and say that out loud. But it was much better than trying to lead with his hips and do the you know, the awkward thing he was doing. Um, so yes, being authentic. And if you're feeling awkward that you 
you call it out like, oh, this is uncomfortable, but I just wanted to say hi, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, sometimes guys take on those awkward, weird personas because they don't know any other way to do it. They're, they're, or maybe they're shy or they're bashful. So they become something inauthentic because they don't really know how to be authentic. Tell me what happened with the guy you were coaching. How did he do in the end? He did so great. I'm so proud of him. He did get laid. He is dating somebody. I mean, that was the, that's, was the goal. Um, but I have to say what he was doing initially that wasn't working other than the hips and all that, he was kind of trying to over promise and then under deliver. He was talking about what he did in business and talking about how much money and what kind of car and all these things that she was like, Oh, Oh, Oh. And then as they got to know him, he was human like everybody else. And so I would rather see, and he did finally was just authentic about it. Like, you know, you don't have to talk about how much you make. You don't have to talk about what car you drive. As a matter of fact, just be kind and, and then be a good guy so that then you're, you know, she's, pleasantly surprised with who you are instead of it being like, <laughs> you know, when the guys go out and, and they be begin their conversations with all these boastful lines, that really is the opposite of what they should be doing. Correct. I mean, they should be asking about that other person. What do you like? Who are you? What do you do? Would you go to school? Uh, what do you like to do on dates? And where do you like to go on big? I mean, anything other than me, 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 correct? Absolutely. I, I literally just, I went on a date just not too long ago with a gentleman who through text, it was, you know, and when we went to dinner, he literally never asked one question about me. Not one. It was unbelievable and maybe i i kept thinking well maybe it's because what i do for a living and people feel awkward i don't know or they feel like they have to talk i don't know but i remember thinking halfway through the dinner there's not going to be a second date you know because i, I really you know and that evening when he texted oh it was a great time i can't wait to take you again and i was like wow like i, I want to pause and teach him so that the next dates he goes on which is not going to be with me that you know that that he engage in the person sitting across from him. Um, and I get that, you know, I w I'm grateful I'm not a man, by the way, because I don't, I think that's a lot of pressure for a guy. I have sons. I feel terribly that so much is put on them, you know, and not that women don't do this and go up and meet people. And I hope that they do, but usually it's a gentleman going up and it's a lot of pressure. And I understand that, but boy, they don't have to try to work so hard. Don't tell me about your car or what your watch is or any of that bullshit. Like, you know, let me, let me, let me see you do not be whatever. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the workplace again for a moment. Um, and we talked about uh, people going to HR way too quickly before they figure out what, what really is being meant by what that other person said. So if you were giving advice either to the man or, or, or the woman who is offended, what would be the intermediate step between um, that and going to HR? There's got to be something in between that can diffuse the situation or at least make everybody happy and begin to understand what was actually meant by what was being said before you get to that level where people are going to get hurt. 
Yes. Yeah. And I, and I, I get oftentimes there are a variety of things that happened before that. Like maybe she didn't like how he was talking about his weekend or, you know, she already had a distaste or something that was off or whatever. And then he made a comment and, you know, then she went from zero to 60 because it was like, that's it. You know, there, there's no, you know, there's, there's not a lot of gray area in between. So yes, I think paying attention to what you're about to do that is going to have an impact on somebody's life. Yes, you have to speak up if it's something completely you know, inappropriate or hurtful or any of that. But yeah, maybe go to the person and just, you know, let them know that was really awkward that you just asked about the temperature. I would appreciate, you know, and so that he's like, oh my God, I didn't even, I better, of course, now he's going to not, he's going to sit there sweat because the air conditioning, you know, poor guy, but, but at least paying attention to that, you can have an impact on somebody's life. And is this, is that your intention or is your intention actually just to stop that behavior? Because, you know, we have to really think about the long term. And then if you're somebody that's in charge, that you are honoring both people. I mean, you know, everybody involved, not just acting out of fear and going, you know, all the way to Z and not thinking also of the future of everybody involved. Um, let's talk now about social situations and as we know liquor loosens the tongue. We, <laughs> we say a lot of things uh, in social situations when liquor is involved that we wish we had never even thought, much less um, said. But, uh, you know, for, for those of us and those listening and watching this podcast who want to be better in those social situations so that they're actually forming relationships, making friends, what are the great first steps? What are the things we should keep in the back of our mind as we enter that situation? My, my first thought about that is, you know, that saying you are who you have breakfast with. Do I've you never know? heard that. You not? Oh <laughs> no. yeah. 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 It's kind of like, you know, we, we are the sum of our parts in a way. And when you're a good friend, when you're a friend, then we kind of take care of our crew. We, you know what I mean? And so if you are enabling somebody or allowing somebody to act a certain way, you're participating. Like you are, you know what I mean? You're complacent in it. So I'm not saying that we have to be on each other, but we may, we may want to like influence them. So if he says, man, I'd like to be her thong right now, you know what I mean? To say something like, yes, she's very pretty. Like you can, you can agree that she's very beautiful or that, but to pull it back from being crude or, you know what I mean? Like taking care of your tribe because you might have a tolerance for his comments, but he might be somewhere like at work or someplace else where it's not going to serve him and he could get in trouble. And if you care about this friend, then you may want to help you know, participate in his growth a little bit without judging and being like, what a douchebag, man. You know, like really, cause that's my, my thought sitting over on the, I was like, Ooh, gross. You douchebag. You, you know, I, I thought about that, but if I were his friend, I probably would have said, yes, she is beautiful because then it takes it to a different place and we're more of an influence. You know, uh, our conversations over the years have been you know pretty frank 
and substantive without being crude and awful. You are someone that I can talk to quite easily and not feel like I'm going to offend you because this is what you do for a living yes. and you have to be frank with all of your with all of your clients. Um and so that's all well and good but in social situations where there is a mix of people there are going to be those who will be offended by what I might say to you. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to really hold back. You don't want to be crude or mean or overtly um, sexual, but you want to have a frank conversation with people. Say words that aren't going to offend people, but maybe are a little more explicit uh, than it would be in in church on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Um, And so there is this awful area of, of ambiguity where we don't always know in today's society with all the wokeism that's going on how to properly act. This is getting difficult, and I hear it from all of my friends. They're frustrated by it. Is there anything we can do about that? Yeah, in the same example I gave a minute ago, I would I would want to do with you. You know, you I adore you, and, and I really value our friendship. I want you to know that I do. I think you're an extraordinary person. Um, and if we were in a social situation and you, my friend, said something because you know my personality and I tend to offend people too because I say it if I – and I know your heart and I know what your intention is. I'm also going to have your back by making sure the people around us know – how sweet you are, or that we're close enough that you could say something like that to me and I would not ever be offended because I know your heart and I know your intention. So I would support you that way too. And I would hope that somebody would support me too. Do you know what I'm saying? That we take care of each other? Because if not, then all those other people listening to our conversation might go at you. It it sounds like what you're saying is that we really have to be careful what we say around people until we get to know them a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I, well said. Yeah. Before we get to know them or don't just assume that you know somebody because everybody really, the truth is we're all going through something and to jump to a conclusion, you know, um, without really knowing or checking, by the way, you might not want to know that person, but you may want to check before you're about to negatively impact somebody's life, Do you know, on a whim. People are are very guarded these days going into social situations, particularly um, when talking about politics, because they have no idea what everybody else's opinions may be, whether on the right or on the left. I guess the same rules apply when when talking about sexual things as well, correct? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, people say, we don't talk about politics at you know, during Thanksgiving. Well, I understand why. Again, because people don't talk about the undercurrent of what they're trying to say. They go to this surfacey thing. But, you know, politically incorrect sexual conversations apply the same way. If people were to talk a little bit more about how things occur to them or what it means to them, it would not come across so politically incorrect. Do, yes. do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, it's very difficult, isn't it? Um, we we find ourselves far more guarded than we used to in, mm-hmm. in, in today's society. And I think it makes it difficult for people to get together in the first place. I think that's why there's been such a 
proliferation of people meeting online and testing the waters without contact before they go to the next step. Um, and it, it seems to be torquing our our culture, our society, our relationships in ways that just aren't as free and open and easy as they used to be. You're right. And and we're we're missing out on relationships. You know, if if that actor if I would have blocked that actor like my friends had suggested and I didn't put the work in to one, get to know him and let him get to know me and really teach him how I wanted him to be a friend to me if he wanted to be my friend, if he wanted to be in my life, um, I would have missed out on 18 years or 15 years of, of that amazing friendship. We ended up talking all those years, probably two and three times a day, checking in, texting, you know, checking on each other when there are fires, when there, whatever it was, health, you know, we became such good friends. And if I would have not have constantly tried to figure out what was that he was struggling with, I don't know how to go deeper and ask those questions. I would have missed out on that friendship. And so would he have. And we do it every day today. We shut everybody off. Nope, 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 no. block, 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 unfriend, unfriend, unfriend. And all of a sudden people are very lonely and we wonder why anxiety and depression has gone up. I mean, it has gone up. That was a win for both of you yes. um, in, in, in that case. But most people aren't willing to put a year's worth of work into no. trying to, to uh, not just fix a relationship, because there wasn't a relationship there, but to actually begin a meaningful relationship. It's a lot of work. And, and you said something interesting just a second ago about block, block, block. I mean, it seems like people are, are reacting based on what they're doing on social media because it's so easy to friend and unfriend and to block or unblock. Um, and that seems to be twisting our society and our relationships uh, to a negative point as well. Oh, my gosh. So much. If you think about, I think about, you know, what I have... 15,000 or followers or whatever on Instagram. If, if I only allowed the people that liked or had the same thoughts as me, my world would be so skewed. I would think that that's how the world really occurred. And that's what we do. By the way, we block everybody out who doesn't have the, maybe the same opinion as us. And I hope everybody doesn't do this, but I know for the most part we do, you know, you're out, you're out then all of a sudden we think the world thinks the way we think only. And when there's something different, we're offended and we're shocked and we're horrified. And, you know, but we've created these little micro worlds that we believe are to be true and they're not, they're, they're not. designed. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, short of, of people going to a counselor, because as we know, not everybody can afford a counselor or, or they may feel uncomfortable yeah. talking to someone like yourself. Um, but but they have a desire to to get it right, yeah. depending on you know whether they are f the offender or the offendee. Um, is there a checklist that you can recommend so that we can just sort of uh, monitor ourselves? Yes, my number one thing is let's let's learn, and nobody teaches us. So this is no fault of anybody else, by the way, that you don't know how, and that's okay. We have not learned how to listen to what the undercurrent of what is being said is what it is. What's that undercurrent? We are, we listen to the word you said, instead of saying, wait, what is, what is the undercurrent? Let me see. You're saying that 
all women, I hear fear. I hear the undercurrent as this person might have been rejected or, or like maybe this person doesn't know women that X, Y, and Z. Maybe they need support in understanding X, Y, or Z. Do you know, like what is the undercurrent of what we're hearing? Because if we can listen for the undercurrent, first of all, it softens that blow, whatever words are being used that are words, but gives us a better sense of how we can digest it or how we can make a difference or how we can connect. But, and nobody teaches us that, right? I mean, like when we're young, we're taught to raise our hand and give the right answer. And the teacher's like, no, eh." you know, that's how we're taught. As we get older though, it is important that we learn how to pay attention to what's happening underneath so that we can be available to each other. And that would apply, I would think, in most cases. But there are some cases, of course, where someone is so extreme yeah. that you don't want to go any further than than, than that point. Yeah. Um, and there are no tips for that. Everybody's different. You're going to have to figure that out for yourself, yeah. you know, what, what you're willing to, to, to take or not, not take. Yeah. Um, I say if it hurts or if really offends, if it's – then – you know, it, then there's a boundary. Then you can protect yourself and set a boundary. Thank you, Dr. Wise. You're welcome. For more information or to ask us any questions, feel free to go to our website, lifesauce.com. That's life-sauce.com. And be sure to follow us on social media. I'm Dr. Christy Wise. Thanks for joining us. 